Welcome to another edition of Sunday Suppers with Sago. I'm your host, Chef Chet Sago, and I am joined to my right with political analyst, political hopeful, and local red pill distributor, Jake Jernigan. And to his right, he's joined by the maven of mayhem, Monroe Lawrence. And to her right, we have socioeconomic leading lady of change and development, Trees. And he may make you rattle your thoughts and make you roll your eyes, but this shake brings all the fans to the yard. Who is Shake? Follow him on Instagram and find out. We have Shake in house tonight. Shake. <laughs> and so tonight, we bring you our third episode. We are in the month of March, and we're going to cover a lot of different topics. But without further ado, let's introduce the food. Tonight, we had the Creole Cajun theme that I decided to go with tonight. And I think that the host will be able to let you know and weigh in how they felt about it. I did the tomato and cucumber salad with a ranch feta dressing and red onion. And then that was followed up by the entree where we did a creamy Cajun stuffed salmon. And we did a gold rice pillow with black eyed peas and sauteed mushrooms and then we followed that up with a vegetable jambalaya a deconstructed vegetable jambalaya no less where we had green cabbage purple cabbage zucchini squash tomatoes sausage and dooley sausage and chicken and then we followed up with dessert where we didn't have Cafe Dumont coffee, but we did have coffee ice cream served in a wine glass with caramel bourbon or bourbon caramel, tomato, tomato sauce on top of an elegant beignet. And that's what we ate tonight. Guys, what did you all think about tonight's dinner? It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. All the flavors really complemented each other so well. Even the salad went really well with it Mm. for how basic it was the flavors just were delicious together it was just salty and spicy with that little bit of just the feta cheese with the ranch Mm -hmm. and tomatoes and oh just oh thank you so much dessert was also very heavenly (laughs) (laughs) all right only one word yes (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need it was it was it was amazing i take that as a compliment from you carissa it was a million dollar meal. <laughs> yes. And tonight, as a special game that we're going to play tonight on tonight's podcast, whenever you hear Shake say, I want to be a millionaire, you do that for us. Do it one time. I'm going to be a millionaire. Whenever you hear that, you take a shot for all of our viewers yes. and listeners at home. But in yes. this first quarter of the year that's already over, we're going to dive into some topics that are really interesting that um, I think all of us can weigh in on, at least financially, SVB Bank recently has declared bankruptcy and it has been declared as a major failure, bigger or as big as the 2008 collapse of Washington Mutual Bank. I don't want to so much talk about what will happen because if we talk about a contagion or we talk about a bank run, we're going to lead people to think that we are in a place of pandemonium. And I think as a nation, we've already been in pandemic and pandemonium enough. But what I would like to pose the question of saying is, what if this was your situation? So I'm going to throw the ball to shake. You want to be a millionaire. So you are a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You have all your bank entrusted with 
SVB, or at least one of its conglomerates, mm-hmm. which in their portfolio, they have a lot of different banks that are involved in their portfolio. So even though you're not a tech industry person, you may have a bank that they've acquired within a profile or portfolio that they have that says that you too can be affected at home by this bank's collapse. So you're the millionaire. What would you do in a case where you're only FDIC insured for $250,000, which is what the nation, you know, typically offers as an FDIC insurance for all of your money? What would you do as a millionaire with all of your money in this particular bank? Would you bank run and grab all your money and go and stick it under your mattress? Or would you diversify your portfolio and believe in the industry? Because I know Greg Becker said to everybody, keep calm. Do you feel like you can keep calm? Necessarily, <clears throat> I would say um, I could keep calm, but if I'm a, when I'm a millionaire, I'm going to have it smart enough to where, I mean, it's pretty much common sense what's going to happen with these banks. I mean, mm-hmm. don't take somebody smart to know that. So, yeah, I'm taking all my money out and I'm putting it up because at the end of the day, either I'm going to save it or it's just going to be paper to burn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'd rather have paper to burn than not have it at all. Like they said, I uh, forgot who it was, I forgot what his name was, but I think two or three people who have requested to go get a million dollars out of the bank and were only able to get 100000 took them four weeks just to get 100000 So now they literally have to wait months just to get their million dollars that they put in their cash. So me personally, if I knew the value of the dollar was going to drop, I would severely invest all my money into something I know would prosper. Like, if I don't have a house, I'd buy a ha- buy a piece of land, buy a house, build a bunker, build everything I know I need, and just blow all my money. Because at the end of the day, the money's not going to be worth nothing. Cool. Mm. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. Use your money for value before the dollar has no value. Before you can't hire people to come and work for you. Because there won't be nobody who's going to work for a dollar no more. Right. Okay. They still work for the dollar. Hmm. So. I see a lot of our uh, guest hosts tonight nodding their heads around the table. Chime in, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I agree with that. I am I'm a supporter of uh, credit unions, so so I also agree with putting some under your mattress. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's how I grew up. Uh, my grandfather he didn't really trust banks, and so he kept most of his funds under his mattress. Do you remember the movie Soul Food? Yes, I do. Okay, do you remember Uncle Pete, who lived in the attic? For anybody who doesn't know that movie, that was so much a common African-American experience that so many blacks from a certain era didn't necessarily um, trust the bank or banking system. So in that movie, going back to that movie, he drops the TV at the end and all is settled and well because all of these dollar bills fly out of the TV because that was a common thing for but that why, generation. Why should we? Like, I mean, I'm, I, I do obviously have some trust in the banks because that I have a direct deposit mm-hmm. at a credit union. But the banks also do us wrong, and we saw that in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like minorities not just people of color but Mm -hmm. you know women everyone Mm -hmm. they they don't do us right 
like mm-hmm. or not all banks. So but you're saying on that certain the, occasions. So you're saying that the average customer is a victim of this on a regular basis. This is just being something that's brought to the limelight today. Oh no, it's been around. Okay, you have like your balloon loan. Oh yeah, like, for real. A balloon payment is probably one of the most sketchiest moves you can make because you think you're getting over, but you're promising them later that you're going to make one big lump sum on something that you may not have that money for. And that's a wish sandwich, and when everybody. You look at, when you look at statistics, when you look at the facts, the re- when you go do your research, how many minorities were affected by the balloon effect? Was it like, mm-hmm. is it majority minorities that mm-hmm. had balloon loans? Like, but I think, you know, in general, aside from it being just a minority factor, that I think people should educate themselves on how to yes. make their money make yes. money for them. Mm-hmm. That yes. is something that is like universally understood that whatever your race or denomination or anything, Money is still green. And that is the one thing that unites everybody that we have a common interest in. How do we make our money make for make sense for us? I understand why high schoolers are not taught money management. Why don't we know about loans? Why don't we know how credit cards work? They don't even know how to balance a checkbook. Yes, exactly. Why is that not taught to us? They never taught me cursive and you gotta have a signature everything these days. These kids don't know how to write in cursive. They don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to make we noodles. Had this, yeah, oh, we had this so. conversation. I, yeah. I was an exception to that rule. I was taught to balance checkbook in third grade at school, but it's instead of worrying well, about we, checkbooks, I went, they let I you choose your gender. That's what yeah. people need. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went he just a, made an important statement. Instead of worrying about your future and how to set somebody up so they know financially on what to do in life, they rather tell you on whether you can be a boy or a girl. Yes. Right. No, Let you well, choose. No, and that becomes a bigger agenda where mm-hmm. where are our priorities yeah. as a nation? Y'all see how many parents have spoke up against teachers and they about almost silenced the parent to where the parent had to take their kid yeah. out of school and they almost mm-hmm. disappear? It's in the news almost daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still trying to pass like gender rules too because or gender whatever like I'm not I mean how would you feel if a little boy walked into the girls bathroom with you because he clarified as a girl I mean I understand I, where it's coming I personally, from but I don't care there's stall doors but but I'm you back know in. you know how people and certain parents of certain but kids would back feel the whole, about like, that. who brings the bacon home the man has to bring bacon home first exactly. of all bullcrap because we also have the open ability to be able to be married mm-hmm. to the same gender these days which is amazing equality people equality freedom um yes um but like that's the thing that doesn't matter who brings home the bacon who makes more you're in a partnership and everybody's money is everybody's money in the house period no matter what the dynamic of the relationship is if you are in a shared money interest if you are cohabitating together even just friends put a pot aside the one thing that i will say i'm sorry i took this from you real quick sorry Uh, (laughs) the one thing i will say that i really don't like that i don't make cash anymore because i'm in back of the house instead of front of the house instead of bartending like i used to the best thing i ever did was put five ten twenty dollars aside if i had a good night but you make a squirrel fund it used to be called mad money our grandmothers used to tell us to do this as women i think everybody should do this though everybody yes anytime you have some cash that you didn't use go out to the club Whatever, whatever you bring home in your pocket, whatever little bit of change you think that like you have, empty your wallet, put in a squirrel fund, get a little rainy uh, day fund. Yeah, get a little safety bank that's fireproof. Whatever you need to do, but yes, put cash aside. But this is how it was even before this. You should have been doing this. 
I'm not practicing this anymore because I do have direct deposit. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because we can take a picture of a check. We get direct deposit. We don't touch cash as much anymore. Mm -hmm. and you can really still save with it, though. No, I got can. it set up oh, where yeah. anytime can, I get a check direct deposited, bank, it automatically well, takes have, 15 out. Oh, I have a savings yeah, account. Moves it over. I have all kinds of things. So that helps me save up tremendously. But it's still yeah. electronic. It's still in the bank. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, is I would love for everybody to start kind of hoarding cash. I know we apparently have a shortage of change. We have a shortage of- They moved the piggy bank to the electronical system and made the piggy right, bank to right, savings. Right. You well, don't have to have I a piggy bank. about that, and Jake, with you being a conservative and a libertarian, as you identify, mm -hmm. do you subscribe to those old-fashioned values of what it means to really put some money aside the way that they're talking about? Because- that's not just an African American experience. That's an experience oh, no. for a lot of people oh, who yeah. are now in a place where they're bank running because SVB has mostly so many banks in their portfolio and so many mortgages that they've purchased that how are we looking at whether we can actually bankable or bankably have something later? Your parents grew up during the 20s during great depression sure or if you have great grandparents that grew up during that time mm -hmm. that's gonna be your mindset of keeping a little bit of change mm -hmm. under your mattress keeping a little bit of change in your well, house well we live in such a time of uncertainty it's not a bad idea in even current day society to keep some cash available if the internet goes down if the banks go down what can you live on? Exactly. At least and it goes back to trading. Like days. if I got some diamonds, I got some gold, yeah, that's I got what some we're talking cash. About and that, those are trade. some things to Bring back about. the what barter system. What your money in? So bringing it back to the original question, I asked you, Shake, what would you do? And it seems like you said you would trust the system enough to continue to keep it I trust money. the farming system enough. I, I definitely dip down to the farming, the animals, the cows, the land. I definitely wouldn't evolve myself in anything that wouldn't be here in the future, regardless of what we do. Somebody's got to plow them fields and somebody's got to raise them cows. And it's so interesting it's that when you talk about land ownership and you talk about, you know, your values are out there when the dollar comes back, sell everything, sell your land, sell your cow, sell everything you bought valuable when you were yeah. once rich. But, you know, in that time, I feel like when the dollar downs, it's never coming back. Well, so it depends on what you invest that dollar in. When gold goes up, the dollar goes down and vice versa. Right. When the dollar goes down, That's gold true, yeah. goes up. Mm -hmm. Right now, investing in those precious metals like silver and gold are what one might say is an opportunity to continue to keep value Some to what you say nfts as well but yeah, exactly okay. these jake's and jake, and jake. <laughs> so uh that reminds me of a story mm -hmm. so uh of course definitely keep keep money around keep cash mm -hmm. but don't nest egg all of it mm -hmm. uh obviously keeping it in a bank and a savings account you're gonna you're gonna create interest and make money off of that especially the more money you have in the more you're gonna make off of it if you have a lot of money you can live off the interest I think you actually make more if you're with a credit union. So I actually mm -hmm. do agree with the credit union take. Mm -hmm. But uh, it reminds me of a story. So basically, this guy, about 1970, maybe late 60s, he had $50,000 cash. Well, he buried it somewhere on his property. Mm -hmm. Well, he passed away. His kids knew about it. They never found it. His grandkids found it. And we're talking like this was a year or two ago. And they dug it up. And they were stoked. Yeah, we have $50,000. Well, had he invested that into anything, mm -hmm. nearly anything that still exists today, primarily gold, the, the equivalent of that $50,000 cash that they found, they still had $50,000. Mm -hmm. 
but if had he invested in anything or had it had time to grow in a bank or anything that 50 like that, would have tripled if not 360 K is mm-hmm. what it would be worth in today's money. Why didn't a money tree grow? If he'd be, see, they didn't trust and it, didn't trust so, the banks. So it, you know, it's still exactly. great. Like, Hey, $50,000, but $50,000 had the buying power of 360 K today. That's the advantage of them that, banks. Had it been invested properly. People always ask what's the advantage of having banks now. They don't think of it that way, mm-hmm. but we're living set in you up. a trust fund can change a child's life through a bank. It, it can, but we're living in an age where people are not trusting all of the entities around them, which is interesting that you all brought up banking, but let's go about with the media right now. The media is in a shitstorm, for lack of better words. Minefield. Uh, what do we believe when we come down to listening to our anchor people and our journalists? <laughs> I mean, I really want to bring it out because I would say that Fox is a reasonable source of information because I grew up with yes. Fox. I yes. understand. Fox. I did too. I know the music. I know the big gold letters. It always represented Fox that. Fox is the same no more. Still don't matter. Exactly. More, more, I'm sorry. Fox is not the same anymore. Okay. It, I mean, we grew up with Fox, like TV Fox. Mm-hmm. Now is the only, like, when you say Fox, your first thought is news. And then your first thought is conservative and far right conservative. Okay. Well, that was representative of a time where when we were on the legal campaign trail, and I know that Jake can speak prolifically mm-hmm. to this. I Actually, I'm going to let him tell the story because if I take his thunder from him, this is where he operates. You go ahead. Tell us what was going on with Fox around the time when Trump was the current president and we were on the campaign trail and you've heard what's been said. I, I know this is your lane. So I think wait, which which part of this are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the media integrity. I won't name any particular journalist because as a sidebar conversation. I'd, I'd rather, said, I'd rather go pre pre Trump presidency. Okay. Let's well, go let's go twenty sixteen. Okay. Election. Let's go there. All right. So the head of Fox, his daughter, was working for the Rubio campaign. So Fox was all behind Rubio and they were ripping Trump and not giving him the same coverage as other candidates Mm -hmm. and he was seen as the lame duck out of the whole bunch from the media aspect now as popularity from the public not so much as we see but he was the one being ripped even on fox even on a conservative thing and uh i don't fox is barely conservative to me they're they're your mitch mcconnell lindsey grahams allegedly they're the lame. They're the lame duck uniparty system. It, they're no different than CNN, in my opinion. And I don't like. They're yes. not. They're not like. They are a credible source as far as they have a higher credibility rating than MSNBC, okay. according to Newsmax or not mm-hmm. Newsmax, NewsGuard. Okay. But. Um, Damn, you're following the Nielsen sound scams. Well, no. So new, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, so, I- NewsGuard. They have like a sixty-nine. Let me ask you this. And MSNBC is like 55% accurate on its. Oh, wow. So, so even, if you want to put that into. Even though Trump was viewed in a negative light with Fox and CNN, I still feel like in 2016, all we talked about was Trump. 
Like that's it. It it could be good. It could be bad. Strategy. Like yes. Like everybody talked about good publicity, bad publicity, whatever. That's good. That's so good publicity. The point was the man related to a lot of people. A lot of people. And a lot of things he did. A lot of mannerisms. He said the same shit that didn't nobody else want to say. And he still says it. He still says it now. He's a little little quieter now than I would. He has his he has his Twitter well, back, right? He has his Twitter back. He does, and but Facebook. he hasn't used it. Okay, so this but was he did, he did before, use before, Facebook. before he I get way to, to down the Twitter, bunny trail though. with everybody else. He used else. Facebook and YouTube. And he said, recently. "I'm back." <laughs> and yeah. protest, protest, protest. Right. Well, exclamation point. Because of, because of events that may or may not happen on Tuesday. Yeah. Stay we'll tuned. Stay tuned. We'll you already know I'm not super big into watching the news, reading the news. Mm -hmm. gives me anxiety. I still end up reading articles. I still kind of deep dive occasionally, especially for when we need to do things for the show. But in all honesty, like I've gotten so far off of the news that, you know, I don't believe anything online anymore. But like... Twitter, <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Those people who tell the news on Twitter, they're not being paid. They are freelancers. They're putting stuff out there, whether they're there to tell the truth or fearmonger. I would believe anything on Twitter and like like serious social media when people do like Snapchat videos where it's live, where you know what's going on for whether it's like you know some kind of rally or anything that's going on i'd rather see it from a personal standpoint than reporters these days mm -hmm. is what i'm saying i'd prefer so your average it's, joe it's interesting you say that because uh when we did the raid on osama bin laden and took him out there was a guy who just lived nearby and actually knew that's where he was housed mm -hmm. at and when that raid was taking place he heard it Mm -hmm. And he was tweeting live about the event at the time. This is a, a covert secret operation. And mm -hmm. this man's like out there tweeting like, hey, they're taking out Bin Laden right now. And it's that, that whole Twitter, mm -hmm. I don't know what you would call it, cash is still available. And you can literally see where this guy was live tweeting like, hey, they're taking this dude out right now. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was in a different language, but they have that translate feature now, so... Mm -hmm. But so it, you know a lot of a lot of it kind of messes with the government's little covert stuff too because now there's cameras everywhere mm, yes. and there's live stream yes. stuff everywhere so oh, if they're trying to do anything everywhere. nefarious there's people oh, out there everywhere. seeing it posting mm -hmm. it and people have a way to see kind of through the through the ether as it were well not seeing is believing no more. I see it through the looking glass what is not in the no more Wonderland no. that's the problem I mean we go off a of, Amendment was made in what century? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that was a problem. I'm just saying we're in the we're in the twentieth century now, man. On, I think it's our, time our, to like just update some stuff. Our you know what I'm is our well, uh, I mean, gold standard. But there, yeah, but we got rid of our gold standard for the dollar. Be watched every day. Like when I drive down 85. Less 0.5 mile. Every 0.5 miles. There is a camera your, on 85. As long as you got your phone in your pocket. Yeah, that's true. You that's know what I'm true. saying? You're so like, reported. let's put it this way. Like, if so if true. people want it to change, everybody put their phone down. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. can put their phone down. Yeah. You know what I'm addicted. saying? You're addicted. So, I mean. I mean, I work from my phone, though. If it weren't Everybody. for this, if it wasn't for this technology, you would have never known the truth. Yep. Well. I'm going to tell you something. People always create something, but every creation, there's a fall. 
They might have created technology to be more powerful and stuff, but at the end of the day, we use it to our advantage. Yeah. Now we know the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that brings another interesting point, which moves us into our next topic. When we talk about like what we can acquire as a people who want to be knowledgeable, do we rely more on digital content? Heck yes. Or is the age of enlightenment over? Do people read more books now than they've ever read? Given what we've all been through in society, because we've all kind of been sequestered the last couple of years. So we've had a chance to go inside or within ourselves internally to kind of just kind of understand what our own personal knowledge is. Whether you're reading the Bible or you're reading Charles Dickens, where are you with the importance of reading books? Are, is digital content replacing books? Heck I'd like yes. to hear how you all weigh in on that. Heck yes. I, I, I feel like it is. And I also feel like it just depends on the age that you grew up. Millennials, I feel like after millennials, nobody reads a actual book. Everything is digital. Everything is digital. I mean, for example, encyclopedias, dictionaries. Mm-hmm. I like, remember the age of encyclopedias. Like, I do. Encyclopedia like, Britannica. Right. I'm going to come to your door like, and sell yeah. it to you. Yeah. I'm going to sell it to you at your door. The fact that my <laughs> mom has so many encyclopedias, I'm like, shoot, after a while, this will be worth something because this is vintage. Yeah. Like, Again, yeah. Somebody like like a Harry Potter book. Somebody like, came to your mama's door and sold that to yes, you. You know it, that, right? Exactly, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's like exactly they do with vacuums. You know, they it's, still go door to door with vacuum cleaners. It's also information that was accurate to the time. And, it, ooh, yeah. And why did so it, it seem like it landed forever? It changed and yeah. skewed. Look at Merriam-Webster. Take an old Merriam-Webster and take a current one to date and look at the change Just in like definitions. Wikipedia. They are changing yeah, I say, the Wikipedia changes every single day, and that's the reason why yep. they want you to invest well, 60 Wikipedia, cents to make Wikipedia yeah, don't, better. Don't, don't fund Wikipedia. Oh, well, yeah. They, they actively change stuff. Uh, uh, Tim Pool, if anybody knows who Tim Pool is, yes. he, uh, according to Wikipedia, was uh, he created a drone zeppelin. Which is just a hot air balloon. Well, not a hot air balloon, a uh, blimp, basically. But he created that, which was completely false. Yeah. And he petitioned constantly to try and get them to take that down because it was false. And they wouldn't do it. Well, then they finally took it down. So then he made a drone Zeppelin and put it back up and demanded that they put it back up just to oh, wow. just to mess with them. But That is crazy. Oh, no, it's great. I, that's the kind of trolling that I... Uh, I can get behind. I just feel like society nowadays, well, first off, going back to the bank thing, Mm -hmm. uh, for the listeners out there, if you want to invest in the stock market right now, the time, the the time is right now because everything's in the red. Yes. So it's basically discounted. Um, But going back to the topic that we're on, um, no, everybody just looks at the heading. That's it. And if you take the time to read the article, mm-hmm. then you'll realize that heading is just like the subject line of an email, like yeah. to grab the reader's attention. Mm-hmm. And then even with LinkedIn, it'll be like, oh, this is a two minute read. This is well, a three minute the real read. Problem Are is, we there? The real problem now is in society? headlines they use confirmation bias. So you read the thing that more than likely you already agree with and you go, oh, well, hey, yeah, let's, let, me, let me look into this. But then no one ever reads past the headline. Yes. And usually 
the headline is disproven by the article itself. Yes, it, yes. But no one reads past the headline, and that's the problem. It's, it's or past the picture. We, we live in a clickbait information. Because we live in such an instant society that. But we live in such an instant society that we are. Um, we're urged to follow the pictures of the clickbait or the okay. article that sounds like the sensationalized version of something that we can get into in that moment, even if it has nothing to do with it. Like right. you can see yourself scrolling through different articles or just on the phone, which we spend the majority of our time on. Yeah. And have you all ever seen like those strange pictures of a fruit that they tell you is supposed to heal this or take care of that? And oh, you're belly like, fat. I would oh, belly never fat, all time that. for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those kind of things are like the clickbait <laughs> that we want to know more about. Eat that, fruit. that is what is allowing us to want more knowledge. We don't want it for the sense of enlightenment. But what's the purpose of clickbait? <clears throat> to get you engulfed in the mess. No, no, it's not to get you engulfed in the mess necessarily. It's so that you click it and they get ab advertisement. Views. Well, yeah, if you're going to take so they, it they make that, money. They make money off of advertising. Yeah, if you want to make so it it's, financial, it's, sure, it's, that is exactly the reason. It may not be so nefarious as it might be just monetarily sound to do so. And, and, and when you accept cookies, they're... Taking but, all your information, but I will say this. That's how they get their advertiser dollars. Yeah. For every every person that's every IP address that's viewed that page, they get a count, and then that count, the advertiser who has a ad on that page, has to pay them per view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's how they make their money. Hmm. It is. So this is when I knew that majority or some of the population was not reading articles mm -hmm. because you had Washington Post, Huffington Post, well, no. Huff Post. Yes. Yeah. Like, Thank you. They do, man, I'm not trying to throw the whole establishment under under the bus. Allegedly. But allegedly. 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 Read, allegedly she's not I, trying to do it, but yes, she might yes. be trying to do it. No, like I read some of the articles. It's not the whole company, but there are some editors that are not really uh, hiring good proofreaders. Okay. Um, because there are so many errors. Thank like you. so many small yeah. errors. Grammatical that errors should, left yes, and right. That punctuation. Like that should not be taking place. At very high elite. I think some mm. of it has to do with how fast they're trying to get it out to beat the next 100%. thing. But when yes. it comes to when it comes to like Huff Post, the Atlantic, uh, the Washington Post, a lot of these are more underling papers or mm. underling whatever. So they typically get used as a, a reference or mm. etc. So they come mm. out with a headline first, and it may be who does it may be, it, may be, it may be something bombastic. It may be something whatever. It could be completely false, but typically. They'll spit it out first, and then everyone else uses them as their source. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's why we end up with, I think a that's why we end up with, too. yeah, no, it becomes a telephone game for sure. Mm -hmm. And we end up with well, a no, skewed, we end up with a, we end up with a skewed defense, initial yeah. report, and then we still have a perpetuated skewed report. You're about because everyone's using each other as source because now they don't have to be liable because then it goes back to the source. They piggyback off each other. But my thing is just take care in your work. Like I remember growing up in the people, 90s, people early don't. 2000s. People don't anymore. Nobody don't. 
but they don't have to because we only look like you said like we all have said they only look at the headline no that, that's it and, and the most, picture. that's it people, and the picture and that's it people, they're not reading most so people have the blinders reading, of confirmation bias on and as long as it says something they agree with or it's something that they already had an opinion formed about they go, oh, yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, mm -hmm. people aren't reading, so that means you don't have to pay attention to your punctuation. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay attention to your grammar. Mm -hmm. You can have all these different errors under a very elite It's all about game. the first five sentences. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Remember that's we were talking it. about that AI? That I would agree with that. That like, writes the stuff for you pretty much. Yeah. I bet, uh, that, that, I bet, that, I bet that AI is a better They actually have chat GPT-4 My teacher always told me we'll the very there. first oh, paragraph. We're not there, the but we'll get there. No, that's, that's, yeah. uh, I, I'm Because it's literally the paragraph that captures the reader. I learned that the very first paragraph in the book is always the most important because it's the very first structure that captures the reader. But yeah. the age of enlightenment. First five sentences. Whatever the happened rest of it, they well, just the don't care no more. That's the importance of a thesis. Yeah. Okay. There's a subtitle on the back. Yeah, I don't like to read the, the prologues in the beginning of books anymore because then I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't even want to read the book. So I skip the <laughs> prologue. I skip all. I'm just like, I'm going to start at chapter one, whatever page that is. It could be page 15, but it's the beginning of chapter one. And that's where I'm starting. But I'm not reading the beginning. The of age of enlightenment. Away, but it takes away from the book, period. Doesn't what I'm exist. Saying. When it comes to like reading an actual book, we're not talking about articles now. We're talking about an actual book. When you get an actual book, a novel, mm. there's all that stuff in the beginning. And that for me, because I have ADHD, distracts me from wanting to read the book. There's a book called John Dies at the End, and I love it, but the prologue actually goes with the book, the mm -hmm. way that the, the narrator is, because the narrator like put himself in the book in such a way. So like that book is so hard for me to get through the prologue, because you talk have to read it. A, talk about a John Dies at the End. Do you love that That's book? That's a spoiler. No, it's a good what? book. It's a it's like a time travel. It's so good. It's so good. It's like multi-dimensional time oh, travel. So John the, dies at the beginning. No, John dies at the oh, end. There's okay. a se there's a okay, second book called This Book is Full. Of, of but there's a second book called This Book is Full of Spiders. And I'm telling you, if you read John dies at the end and This Book is Full of Spiders, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll pay well, somebody to read it for me the when point I'm a millionaire. You can, get, you can get it. You can get it on audio. You can get it on audio. Yeah, you can get it on audio books. Taking more on an audio. Yeah. Audio books. Yes. That's what I was saying. To reading good books, and they still consider that reading versus reading literature kind of stimulates like your creativity, mm -hmm. your, your imagination, imagination, and it also allows you to kind of broaden your scope of language. Well, that's why you I know? said it. You can. Okay. I can literally. So I, I had a very I bad education, so I'm not a strong reader, but mm -hmm. I do speed read. I do yeah. actually mm -hmm. like. I do actually like audiobooks. No, they're fun now, to listen to when you're doing. Yeah, well, no, like I listen to them at work. Like, yeah, when I, I, like I, I don't have the time. Like I do read, and the last book I read was a book of short stories by Kurt Vonnegut called Welcome to the Monkey House. And everyone should get that, get that Kurt book. Vonnegut. And if you don't want to read all of it, it's fine. But read Harrison Bergeron. If you need the greatest lesson on the difference between equity and equality, that is the book for you. Okay. I'll say this. When it comes to um, the school system, mm -hmm. a lot of individuals are, kids are being... <clears throat> tested on iPads. Yeah. They're not being yes. tested paper or can you read this yeah. book mm -hmm. on like a physical, like a, a just uh, paper. Hard, uh, a hardback book. Yeah. Like it is an iPad. Okay. So I feel like that is 
even more of what's taking us away from having a paperback, a hardback uh, book and going towards the digital age. Like if, if I have a kid right now and they're being tested just so they can get into a school for mm. kindergarten. I just did that. Oh, I know. Mm. Forest <laughs> Avenue, here oh, we come. Oh, I know. Magic <laughs> school program. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. So all of them are being tested into uh, on an iPad yeah. no. just so they can go to kindergarten, just so I they think, can go to a and my, and my, kid, my kids use like an that's... iPad or a tablet and he's been on the computer and used a mouse to like do kid stuff, but I don't know what they test but them on. I think it was a computer, the but there's just... also 12 other kids in the class and they're, they're children. They get very distracted. But like Richard and I, we don't want to raise our kid on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. we want to we raise them, I guess, old-fashioned. What about those kids? What about those kids that don't know a lot about screen time? What about those yeah, kids, kids that don't, poor, can't well, aren't, aren't mm-hmm. raised with iPads, mm-hmm. that can't afford iPads, we have that are not exposed tablet. to iPads? Yeah. So that brings back in the question, is the age of enlightenment dead? Because yes. you all are yes. talking about something that is an old-fashioned way that I think the majority of us have grown up in that are in a certain age demographic where we were probably the last of a dying yes. generation to we get old-fashioned values. But can I say something beautiful about books? Sure. Like, especially paper books, especially <clears throat> an older book that has been used and handled and been through some some shit, okay? <laughs> they smell amazing, and you know that sense memory <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. So when you crack an open, a, yeah, when you crack you open an old mildew. book and you smell, no, <laughs> not the mildew smell, but that new They all smell like that. I'm but it does. Like, it's probably the. I remember I like what certain books smell like. I know that's weird, but like mm-hmm. I used to go to the bookstore where the hookah bar like mm-hmm. used to be, kind of still is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. run new it's or whatever. Like mm-hmm. But there was a bar. Yeah, the, the, the bookstore smelled like dry mildew, but the books didn't. But the books didn't. It had that like really light pickle smell too. But like I'm just saying, like the books didn't though. The books smelled like old books and just the feel of a book in your hand and flipping the paper, even licking your finger to flip the page. Made you feel smart, right? So, oh, it's not even made you feel smart. It just no, makes you feel content tasted dusty every time in I your imagination. Shake, you are the youngest at the table. That's right. What is your idea about us getting away from like hardback paperback mm. books? I just feel like if we're going to, we just need to get away from, from the books in general. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, I just, I just want to become a millionaire. Let me finish it it real quick because at the end of the day, I can pay somebody to read for me. Yeah. And I can pay somebody to do all that for me. My kid, mm-hmm. he's gonna live like he's gonna live like no, look, DJ Cali's child. Shakes like I'm gonna have so much me? money right that Morgan Freeman is gonna come to my house, read to me and my kids. Alfred, right? do it again, but in no, Morgan shake, Freeman. Right? You're gonna have so much money. You're gonna get Morgan Freeman or Snoop Dogg because I would love Snoop Dogg to read to me. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah. I want my child to live like DJ Cali child. Like I want my child to be like the mo- the Messiah. But you're gonna be better than <laughs> you know you're gonna saying? be better like, than DJ Cali though, well, right? Like like you're, when you're little gonna... baby when little baby's kid walks on stage, they just respect. You know, they respect little dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But you're gonna be better than respect. DJ Cali though. You're gonna respect your lady friend. I'm gonna be the greatest. No, I'm saying you respect your lady friend because you know we're not gonna talk about this on. But oh, yeah. you know he don't he don't do them things to the ladies. He don't go down. <laughs> a lot of people with a lot of. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, DJ Cali said you know, but, allegedly. But do allegedly. you know why though? Do you know why though? Because he's a fucking millionaire. <laughs> Another shot. Another shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not. Hey, hey, God did. Hey, God did. All right. Look, I'm toasting to that. We're cheers into the millionaire thing. Then not going yes, down on your ladies of preference. I, I have men who just that's all they want to do. So and I don't. Here we go. Here we go. Derailed once again on Sunday. What's up? We're not derailing. Let's go so, back to books. <laughs> okay. On let, let's let's cap off. Like let's let's do cap the books, off the books and, then and we'll go back get to what you would Let's get back on the let's get back on the bank. Anybody got a book you want to talk about? I got two. All right. All right, so when it comes to books, I think one of the one of the worst things that's happening right now is the fact that I don't I mean I don't know the actual statistics on literacy mm. now, but oh, literacy bad. is important. Like the greatest thing I think I ever learned to do mm. was to read. Mm-hmm. And I hated it when I was learning. I was also learning when I was in kindergarten. Mm. And uh, you also didn't have everything we have right now when you were a child. No, I didn't. I didn't. And guess and what? Definitely not. Guess me. what? I, I think I, I think I had the advantage because mm-hmm. of that. Oh, we had hooked on phonics. I think I had a major advantage. Hooked on phonics sucked. I think it's yeah, crazy. Seriously, we had Barney. Allegedly, think about think about Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。Barney's。
a sheet and she laminated. I think the problem with the world is we keep trying to balance the new era with the old era. Down line by and line. And it's just never gonna fucking work. It's never gonna work. Why do that too? It's not Hold on for one sec. He made an interesting point. I want you to say that again for a shake. The problem with the world is we keep trying to balance a new era with an old era. You know what I'm saying? How do how are you trying to how are you trying to relate laws to something when we never had cars to things to now we have stuff that doesn't even need gas to drive no more. We were right. we were taught we were taught the English right. language. You know what I'm saying? We like the law language. I'm pretty sure like in 2020, I haven't done the research on this and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but I can almost guarantee you something that I read in a history book has been taken out or changed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. so there's no purpose for your kids to go to school. No, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, everything they need to know, they're better off learning. Let's put it this way. Your kid can go through school and not know anything. And by the time your kid's in the 10th grade, he's going to ask you a couple of questions and then be like, I want to be a financial advisor. Right. Mm -hmm. And then go on Google and find out every reason and then tell you every way of how he could be a financial Just advisor. No. School. No, the no, school didn't, get, the no, school didn't no, provide that, him that with is, that. That is, you know brings it back to the point of are people really reading anymore? Well, no, that is a beautiful thing. Like, if they don't know how to do something, Something, they hire them or they go oh i can't do that so another reason why technology is good because no, they brought tvs and movies and programs yeah, so and didn't have to read books it made kids want to function in class more so, so a lot of these the kids, devil no but not a lot saying of the books kids, are the devil but you got to think you got to think of if uh, how we are evolving like once upon a time we used to walk and they had horses people were scared to ride horses okay so then they eventually had to get on a horse and ride a horse you know what i'm saying if so technology shut down right now with those individuals that have been brought up on, that have been brought up on technology. <laughs> they would go. Would, it would be. It would be a mass. They, it would, would be a mass how, suicide. Would they know it would. how to function? Would they, they would. know the old fashioned mm -hmm. of how to how. But that's part of that's part of the reason when I say homeschooling school. because when you no, homeschool your kid, time. you get to choose the route. You get to choose your kid how to can right. vegetables. Oh, you can <laughs> teach your kid how to grow <laughs> a garden. You can teach your kid how to process water. Teach them all the basic mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. School is not going to teach that. You know what I'm saying? So like. Their goal is to just get the kid in the system. Because mm -hmm. I remember one thing was I was very hard-headed and slow at learning when I was a child. I knew when I raised my hand, teacher said, raise your hand when you want to answer. If you raise your hand so many times, she's going to quit choosing on you, call you after. I've even been wrote up for raising my hands because I was being a class clown. I really did not understand the subject. Okay. And I understand what she was talking about, but I was being a class clown. I got wrote up. Mm -hmm. And then that to make a kid say, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. So wait, I have one thing to say about, I do agree with you on that, because that's what we're talking about. I want my son to go to this magnet school. It's the second best magnet school in the state. Magnet schools are okay? good, if it's you can get in there. Best no, he got in. Yeah, if you can second get in there. Second best magnet school in the state, and we have to start off honestly with that, but they do a lot of homework, and I wanted him to go to a more artistic school, because, again, what I was trying to, and I'm sorry, I was like, meh, but like a lot of kids have down trickle and got ADHD from everybody, ADD, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So they hyper fixate. And that's why you're like, they'll know all the things from this game because that's what they're interested in. They are not yeah. pushing these kids. They are not going well, like, Hey, this is dopamine imbalance. Of course. We want the dopamine, to, we want it now. Well, no, we don't have the ability. When I was like, in school, way, I learned about a, the human body through but a video. A, but all I'm saying is there's not a, a way book. to engage anybody but he was like 10 kids in a class. I'm like, where? Where are there 10 kids in a class? Because that was my issue because I grew up, I was born in 85. Yes, I'm gonna out my age. Okay, I don't care. So I was born in 85 and because I had all these issues, I got put on Ridlin because I had ADHD. Um, I was in all the smart classes until I stopped taking it. 
And then they put me in the slower classes because all I was doing was playing with toys in my desk because I wasn't being challenged enough. I would finish my schoolwork. I was very hands-on. I was an A student, but I would play and distract the other kids. So I got put in a lesser class. There shouldn't be a book to go by on how to raise a kid. But there also shouldn't be an overabundancy of kids for one teacher. And I went to school where there was 20 plus kids in a class. And again, I I have a learning disability. And they didn't know that at the time in the 90s. And, you know, they didn't know that kind of stuff. So they just would put you in, put you in a slow ed class. Yeah, we yeah, had like 30 so kids in there. And after a while, if you couldn't keep up with the class, for a reason. the teacher don't want to take the time out of her day to help a slow kid. So they're like, right. if you and can't I'm not keep slow. up. I have I'm, a high IQ, Exactly. Too. We are, you issue. see how intelligent I am. I was literally putting all the slow classes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a simple fact that they're literally mm-hmm. saying, if you can't keep up with the general population... It's bullshit. Well, you know I what I'm saying? And it is. And they did that. And, and for, I'm not going to lie. People did pick on me a little bit back in like elementary and middle school. But high school, it wasn't really a big problem with it, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody so. learns at a different pace. And maybe digital content is something that reaches to the masses a little bit better because we live in an age of technology where most of us at this table can remember when the Internet mm-hmm. came about. Yep. AOL. So, sound of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> right. With the ring. The West, not overseas. Do I think, say again? Do you think that when it comes to media, like entertainment, uh-huh. all that good stuff, mm-hmm. do you think that's just West? Like, I mean, more in the West, more focused, more driven. No, I think Western it's civilization. Like, but, but like, yes. Western no, Western. I think it's more of a worldwide thing now, only because we have so many different nations that are looking at us, mm-hmm. even if it's Western influence. Everybody's looking at us right now. Yeah. Well, and even and as much as Jake FK oh. wants to go into this conversation, we'll talk next time about why the president is walking around in Ukraine. And we'll let that go. But oh. can I talk about my books real quick? Or we, we yes, please tell me about your book before we <laughs> close out the show. So, long story short, me and a couple girls during the pandemic decided we were going to have a book club, which of course turned into drinking. Um, so, one, day drinking and reading. Well, actually, it was like mid midday drinking slash <laughs> late night uh, stumble get in bed situation. Anyways, <laughs> so long story short, um, I really wish that we were all a little bit more knowledgeable because one of the last books we read before our group kind of dispersed because some people moved and had uh, career changes because mm-hmm. we were all at home at first and then yeah. everybody started working again. Right. So the girl who fell from the sky um, was really great, but trigger warning, if you are going to read this book, I wish somebody told me this, it has to do with uh, children's death, child's death, and suicide, but it's about a, a biracial girl who survived and... Um, was from Chicago and has to move to Pittsburgh with her black grandmother. And even though she is half and half, she grew up with a white mother. And so she didn't realize how black she was until she moved. And it's her growing up in 1982 as a teenager. And in Chicago and, or Pennsylvania? No, no, no. It's Pittsburgh. She, she, she grew up in Chicago as a teenager, but moved as a like a high school kid. When the, the tragedy that happens in the book, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to give too much away. But when it happens, so it's her realizing that the other half of her that she didn't know because her father's absentee mm-hmm. across <clears throat> in the military and, and his mother has nothing to do with him. But she mm-hmm. takes in her granddaughter and just her realizing her black culture. Okay. And it's technically based on 
the person who wrote it, it's kind of based on true, true facts and true stories. And it's a very, I, I cried a lot. So again, and you read warning, this book personally, right? Mm-hmm, trigger okay. warning for any <clears throat> parents, any mothers, it is going to get you, but it's a good book. Um, I did want to talk about that book, but I also really want to talk about this book. I'm not for these kind of things, but it is, <laughs> it's, um, called <laughs> let that shit go a journal for learning your bullshit <laughs> for leaving your bullshit behind. It's great. It's great. It has all kinds of quotes in it. Oh, it's great. But it's all like self-working. There's doodles that you can color. Um, I'm trying to find some of these passages in here before we run out of time. Mm -hmm. It even has seize the moment because tomorrow you might be dead. Hashtag Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like stuff like that. There's first aid kit. There's all kinds of things. But there's, you know, like, you know, get the fuck out of bed and, you know, write, you know, what you want to procrastinate about today. Um, Make a to-do list. Yes. Month of fuck yes. Make a whole list of things you want to do this month and get it done. No, it's Jordan Peterson. It's it's a great book to get to know yourself in a way. It's like you're kind of courting yourself. Yeah, it's great. Treat yourself. It is my favorite. It is my favorite. It's all time fucking favorite. Oh, I love Mm. it so much. But no, but this book right here though, let that shit go. It's a Monica Sweeney. I will endorse this. Monica Sweeney, let that shit go. This journal is (laughs) the best thing. It makes me laugh. It makes me love myself every day. Like. It is such a good, positive book because it does have reading in it, but it's very small for people who don't like to read a whole book. It is short, but it's an interactive book so you can write in it. But that's my uh, quote-unquote two book like plugs it. for uh, this <laughs> this episode. Well, one thing I can say is that books are um, something that I don't think we should completely get away from. Yes. Um, I, I think that um, digital content is a very insta way of understanding the world around you because we're so used to a microwave culture that we want to get our information quick fast and in a hurry we want to go to youtube university versus have a liberal education well, at the university we we do live in the information age we do oh, but and comic, is and that comic be books to our graphic detriment? novels and comic books do not need to die because they're amazing too oh my gosh and it brings a sense of creativity and imagination whether you know you're in our generation or you're in Shake's generation, or you're in a generation younger than him. Books still have a place in a canon of everything that we want to understand and want to become. Like, that is where you stimulate your imagination, even if it started with Dr. Seuss. And I just think we shouldn't get away from it. Right. And I think even as I watched Carissa smile hard at the idea of Dr. Seuss, that was a place in our lives where that was almost an age of innocence. So it's not almost just an age of enlightenment. It's an age of innocence where we come to the forefront with no knowledge. And here I am, a vessel, pour into me, book, what I need to know. I, I Well, my last thing is, uh, since we're wrapping up, is I feel like a lot of kids nowadays do not have an imagination. And I think with millennials, that's my problem. Like we can always tap back into our imagination. I agree. We were six, seven. And my imagination is so big. I could see like a picture or a photo of something and then remember a small memory about when I was three. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. I I feel like everyone needs that imagination. Yeah, for sure. To be able to walk outside and look up at the sky. They've made so much noise that the noise distracts you from it. Yes, just take that time to remember when you were little 
and you used to lay out on a blanket and look mm-hmm. at the sky and you mm-hmm. had no problems, mm-hmm. like you can still do that now, even as an adult. Mm-hmm. You can still just take oh, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take five minutes to just lay. And you don't even got to lay. Just walk outside and look up at the sky. Look at the clouds. Look at the birds. Just take a minute to yourself. Mm-hmm. We're living so fast. I would suggest everybody to go tent camping, backpacking for three days. Leave you know, your phone, I watched you on Snapchat have, have that experience. Really. And I wasn't jealous, but I wish I had took it's you up like on the offer. Because you, you made go, it open for everybody. You go out there and like, <laughs> it's just like when you don't have your phone you're just kind of like whatever whatever obstacles yeah you take with you you know what i'm saying what you take with you you know but i mean we went there we had a fire we yeah that's what i was asking I would anywhere Wind Creek, DeSoto Caverns. You can go all over. I mean, oh, there's, there's places anywhere you can outside. camp Honestly, anywhere outside. Honestly, is my favorite. But you there. literally have to go somewhere. You can't go to like you need to go somewhere like saluted where you're gonna do a three or four mile hike. You go up in the woods, however it is. Right. I'm telling you, when you're sitting around the woods, everything you've never thought about, everything that you blindly ignored in reality is gonna come to you in the woods because mm-hmm. you have nothing else to think about. You have no distractions. And you know what? Sometimes the simpler things in life are the best things that yes. you can appreciate. And people exactly. have gotten away from that. They my have. Last, my last tidbit of information is look at the sky. I got That's something it. for it. There you go. I got something there for a go. chef that you might understand. This will go okay. with you. It's kind of like, um, what was it you had just said? You just you had just said it before. Look at the sky? Something else. You had said something before and it made me think of something about Sego for a chef. Uh, mm-hmm. what it was. Y'all were I'm an inspiration about. for something. I don't oh, no, know. you was. I was just talking about I it. And I, I forgot. Love, it. I love camping and being by water. That's my thing. Like if I go, I, if I go out hiking, I always wear aqua socks so I can get in the water. Oh yeah, I remember it. Like when you was talking about like fast, like fast pace and everything. Yeah, fast. fast I was like, we're living in fast. I said, you're right. We are living fast. It's literally like kind of like a chef back in the day. People used to take time to chew the food up and enjoy the texture of the food. Nowadays, mm-hmm. they just bite, bite, swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. right. That's so right. I learned. I mean. I've heard that from a lot. Of, I've heard that from a lot of people before. They've like they noticed that people don't take the time to really enjoy food. Enjoy food no more. People eat it and they don't realize like if you actually eat on it for a little while, the texture of it. You can't do that when you go to those like thousand dollar meals or whatever where they literally give you. A but it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're eating the- some Quantity. Quality. It's about the quality. Oh, I know. that's and what I'm saying. Like you yeah, need to take your time. I don't think you, need you to should move quantify it around in your mouth. food you need at to all. Taste the flavors. No, never. Every week, we'll always have a five-star meal. And sometimes the simpler things is just for us to sit down around the table and have a conversation at supper, to have the conversations that you might not have at your dinner table. I am so grateful to my guests for joining me tonight for another wonderful edition of Sunday Suppers with Sago. Until next time, I love you like cooked food.